Hey everyone and welcome to Developer Team. My name is Jonathan Cottrell and in today's episode, we finish out the interview with Chris Castiglione. Of course, I asked you in the last episode uh, to reach out to Chris and thank him for being on Developer Tea. His Twitter account is at Castig. That's at C-A-S-T-I-G. Uh, of course, we already introed what Chris does. He is the co-founder of One Month. He also hosts a podcast called On Books, and that's what we start out talking in today's episode about. We dive directly into the discussion about books. Uh, I have a bad time reading books, which I will detail more in today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Hired. If you're a designer or you are a developer or maybe you're a data scientist, uh, really, if you're working in the digital space at all and you're looking for a job, go and check out Hired.com. We'll talk about a special offer that Hired is offering you as listeners of Developer T. And no, it's not for you to spend money. They are actually going to give you extra money if you get a job through them. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that offer later on in today's episode. And of course, there will be special links in the show notes for all of these things. Uh, but let's go ahead and get straight into the second part of the interview with Chris Castiglione. All right. So we've talked about goal setting. We've talked about a lot of different things actually so far on, on the show. I'm, I'm kind of impressed at how far we've, we've gone on, on this path uh, around Chris. It's, it's, it's pretty good. So let's, let's talk about on books for a few yeah, minutes because I'd love to. I, I really, I, I started listening and immediately uh, subscribed to this podcast because you. Um, I am notoriously bad about finishing books. <laughs> Again, I've said this on the show before. People who are listening are not surprised. I have a very hard time getting past about the halfway mark before I feel like, oh, I need to pick up a new one, right? Um, so first of all, I, I want to know, uh, how, how do you read so quickly? <laughs> um, share maybe your schedule on reading because you've read some pretty hefty books uh, for, for on books, including... Um, the Kahneman book. Yeah, Thinking Fast and Slow, Daniel Daniel Kahneman. Yeah, Daniel Daniel Kahneman's book, um, the, which is a big, like a really long book. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is, yeah. Um, so I, I'm interested to know, you know, how much time do you dedicate to, to reading and is there a schedule that you set or um, yeah. what keeps you motivated to continue through those books when maybe there's a lull? Because with as many books as you've read, certainly you've experienced a lull. You know, this is funny because I feel like in this moment, I love this question. I, I, I think I'm realizing that I'm in love. I'm, I think I love books like because all the other goal setting stuff we're talking about, those are things that I, you know, I something I had to push myself to, to accomplish or I, or I get distracted. But I really I ne like I don't set deadlines. I don't I never took a speed reading course. You know, I don't really have any any tricks, but I would say the one thing that I want to convince your audience about and want to convince you about is that books are amazing. And the reason is, the reason is because for $12, it's like the cheapest thing that you could buy. And when you buy a, when you buy a book, unlike a blog post or a lot of YouTube videos, when you buy a book, you get a physical thing that is likely one author's like four years of them slaving away in darkness to write their ideas <laughs> and publish it for $12. You get this physical book. And if you treat that book, well, you may 
one day pass away, okay, or whatever. You know how life goes. You know. Well, you will. Well, let's be well, clear. Right, right. I didn't want to break the news uh, if this is the first time someone's hearing that. <laughs> and that book will maybe even outlive you. That twelve dollars you could like pass on to someone. So it's like an investment, right? It is such. I mean, and and we have that at one month too. You know, I everyone that works at one month, our company here, um, we have a book club every month. Every, every employee gets $50 at Amazon to buy books. That's great. Yeah. And they can buy whatever they want. It doesn't need to be related to their job or whatever, but it's just, I, I mean, for us to just inspire people. And, and that was actually Matana and I both like, that wasn't like just me. Like, I mean, we both, everyone at the company really just supports this idea. We all like got around that idea of how, of how important they are. So, um, so I think, you know, if, if I have any tricks, I think I'm just convinced that it, it's such, it's such a great way to, to, to just like to be passionate about it and to learn. And just like the, the follow up to that would be looking at not the book itself. So like the Daniel Kahneman book that you're mentioning, uh, thinking fast and slow, right? Like when I approach a, when I approach a book like that, I, I'm often again, looking at what my frustrations are in life. Like I usually approach a book because there's something going on in my life or in my head that I want to learn, which is why I often buy books that I don't have any intention of reading anytime soon. Um, because sometimes I think there's a word for it called the anti-library, which was, uh, I think Borges, uh, Louise Borges came up with that idea. And, um, so I'll have like maybe a few dozen books. I have a lot of books as well as like a thing. And then, you know, if I'm going through something, like if, if I'm having a week where I'm having trouble, you know, with management at work or, loneliness and relationships or, you know, I'm questioning, I don't know, or I want to escape. It's like having that available really helps me out because it, 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 it bridges that kind of like, oh, I need to read a book. What should I read going through this waiting two days for Amazon to deliver it? Um, so if I have any tips, I would say it's just, it's just that it's just that I'm passionate about it and, and having them ready for when the, uh, when the need arrives. So I want to be clear about this. I, I, I know that uh, as a, a person who is like really invested in learning, that books are possibly the best way to learn, um, one of the best ways to learn, right? And uh, this is an interesting topic considering that I'm talking to one of the founders of a online course <laughs> provider. Um, but but like this is still this is still a true thing. Whenever I read a book, I'm like really, I get on a really big high about that book. And that's like, if I were to focus long enough to read through all of the books that I really think are worth reading through, that would continue. Like that's not gonna, it's not like I found the right one and the only one that's worth reading. There are tons of books that are worth reading uh, there's a lot like in not just about coding and not just about management and not just about my professional life. There's stuff about psychology. And actually, I, I asked uh, the CEO of the company that I work at at Whiteboard. I asked him and the other founder, um, you know, if you would have me read one book this month, what would it be? And for those of you who are looking for a book, this is probably a good idea. Ask your boss what they would recommend to you. Um, and one of them recommended zero to one. And the other one recommended the dog stars, which is a novel that's entirely unrelated to our business. And he said, just read, read a novel. And 
that kind of tripped my brain back into thinking about reading as this wide expanse, this uh, uh, particularly books, this wide expanse where you can dive into a story that's in a totally different world and really learn something from it. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's a really great question that you asked your your boss. This, this is a great <laughs> sometimes people go on first dates or they meet people at, at networking events or whatever and they have like nothing to talk about. That's just such a great question to ask someone. You're like, you know, what 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 book would you recommend I read? I mean, maybe maybe not out of the blue if you don't know the person, but but I think like somewhere bridging to that question, it's 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 it tells you a lot about that person. And uh that's really that's really cool that your boss recommended that. I love it. Yeah, I actually just recently, speaking of books to read, I just recently read um uh, I recently finished reading Deep Work by Cal Newport, and I, I noticed that the uh, the most recent episode of On Books is actually from his last book, uh, So Good They Can't Ignore yes. You. And that's a fantastic book. I actually, um, I loved Deep Work. Have you had a chance to read Oh, Deep I didn't. Work yet? It's on my list. Yeah, I, I know that probably not back-to-back same author would, is like an unwritten rule, maybe, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it is a very good book. Um, and, and I, it's been such a long time since I, I didn't actually read every single page of so good. They can't ignore you. I kind of skimmed through it, but, uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that full episode of, of on books <laughs> to, to get an idea of what's going on there. You know what? And I think that's fine too. That that's, I think it's fine to skim through books. Um, I'll often, it depends like why you're reading it. I think, I think that you shouldn't have to read a, this is just my like theory. Like, I don't think you should have to read a book start to finish. I mean, you can, I, sometimes if, if I'm looking for a specific question or I want to even know like, where is this going? Is this, is this relevant to me? It's okay sometimes to skip ahead to the, especially nonfiction books to kind of skip ahead. Um, and the Cal Newport book, the, the one, um, so good, they can't ignore you. I mean, he repeats himself so many times in that book and I, I don't think it's a yeah. bad thing, but it's, it's, I think it's contoured towards one type of reader who wants like. Mm-hmm. Uh, recaps every so um so as a reader i think i think it's cool that you skip ahead i don't think there's any like shame in that yeah i agree i th- and that's actually probably something that's really important for people who have a hard time reading like me um i i don't think you should feel bad about like oh. saying, you know this this chapter kind of feels kind of eh. I'm, I'm gonna read like the headlines and see if there's anything that's yeah. really gonna like jump out Life's and grab me and then maybe move on. <laughs> you don't have time to like read things that aren't interesting to you. I, I don't know. You're, you're not going to have to write a book report. Like that's, that's the thing is if you're not, like if you are going to, if you're on the edge of quitting reading a book because you don't like a particular chapter, but the rest of it was fantastic, you may be missing out on a bunch of fantastic content later and that one chapter just didn't quite land with you properly. And you you could always go back if some yeah. I mean, it's the book's still there. We talked about that already. The book's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. And you can reference it later or yeah, absolutely. So a uh, thorough review on uh, better reading habits. Really, it just comes down to understanding the value that books provide that is really kind of unique to that mm-hmm. medium. Yep. Uh, do you do you listen to any audiobooks or is that kind of like strict, stricken off the list? No, I, I do. I haven't recently. I, I especially love when the author will read themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I look for. Oh, it's it's so enjoyable. Yeah. And, you know, I find that I often if, if it's really that good, I will often buy the book and then read the, like if it's that good. Um, and, you know, there, there's a few that are that are just like really good. So, yeah. 
I believe that the obstacle is the way. Uh, he he did his reading of that book, and it's on Audible as well. Uh, Ryan Holiday, right? Yeah, I've I've listened. Yeah, I've listened to yeah. That. it's on Audible for sure. Yeah, I guess this is like a really difficult question, but of all of the episodes that you've done on on books, um, what what book would you say is your favorite or one of your favorites so far? Like a good introductory episode and also book for. Uh, listeners to to go and check out good question (laughs) (laughs) it's like picking your favorite child right yeah i need a second for that um i would say so so many of them are you know they're they're very different some are interviews i try to attack the book in in different ways i try to get the kernel of knowledge out of it that i could share in less than 30 minutes so there's different ways that i approach that um one is an interview of that I do in the book Mating in Captivity. It's episode number two um, with a friend of mine, Sarah Peck. And we have a conversation about monogamy, what is monogamy, how, you know, how do relationships work in the, you know, in this decade. It's it's a fascinating yeah. book by Esther Perel that I love. And we just had this really kind of personal <laughs> in-depth. If you want to learn a little more about uh, my personal life, feel free to listen to that episode. <laughs> a lot of stuff comes out. And the other one is an episode where I talk with Kevin Allison of the Risk podcast, and we talk about his favorite book, Catching the Big Fish by David Lynch. And it's about meditation and finding time for art. And it's this really Mm, kind of humbling conversation that Kevin, I think, just shares so much about because he has a very successful podcast right now, the Risk podcast. And there was just so much that he went through in, in those early days of getting it started and, and being a comedian. And um, I think he shared so much and I, t- I just took away so many, I learned so much having that conversation. So that's, I feel like if I'm learning, you know, maybe that's what it is. I feel like if I'm learning, then I especially enjoy the episode. So those two are more my faves. I'll ask you that question that I told you about earlier. If I were to go out and read a book tomorrow, um, would you recommend one of those two or another one? I think it all depends like who you are and like where you're coming from. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to say that there's like any one book that is like, we're all different, right? We all have our own stuff going on in our heads and our own lives. But I will say that there are two books <laughs> that when I started the podcast, I feel like the whole podcast for me has been an experiment to like get to these two books, which I haven't covered yet. <laughs> I was just like, I need to be good enough so that one day I can like accurately have this conversation. Um, and the one book is this book, The China Study, and it's about nutrition. And it was really instrumental in just blowing my mind about the benefits of eating plants, more or less. And it's really deep in science, and it's a really dense 500-page read. And I'm working my best to get just like to put it out there with analogies and stories that I think will resonate so that you can walk away from that episode, which hasn't been recorded yet. And just know, um, just, just really feel confident in, in nutrition. Cause I think nutrition is so confusing in this country. There's, there's no, we don't learn nutrition that much. I don't know if you know this, but doctors, um, like nutrition classes aren't even when you, when you go to Cornell and you go to these, these, uh, universities, doctors don't even have to take them. Um, that's a true, that's true. Yeah. That's true. crazy. It's crazy. It? And, um, so I think bringing that as part of the education is really important. So that one I'm very passionate about doing, I would say that's a great book to read or to listen to the episode. And the other book, the other book, which like changed my life and this is a little dark, but this is, this is me. Um, my favorite book of all time is the denial of death by Ernest Becker. 
And it's an amazing book. And I also happen to know that I think it's Mark Maron's favorite book. So I hope the podcast gets popular enough that I can <laughs> one day ask him to be the guest on On Books and talk to him. That's like for that specific that's book. That's like my yeah. podcast goal is to get to get big <laughs> enough that he'll come on my show as a guest to talk about that book. Because he talks about it a lot. That's perfect. Yeah. So, yes. Really? So. Yeah. Uh, really interesting picks there. I think uh, it's interesting to hear probably for developers who are listening to this to this episode you may have expected something totally different from where we've ended up right like um and and I wouldn't blame you because uh, because developer tea is is about you know um we say it's about development but the funny thing is development is so many different things being a good developer you can't separate that out from the rest of of your life right you can't separate that from the way that you process um, any kind of material, the way you process your situation in life. You can't separate that out from, we'll call them soft skills, but it's much more than skills. It's, it's being. Uh, you can't separate those things away from each other. So um, I, I would recommend for anyone who's listening to be open um, to, to learning about those other parts of who you are and what you do in life be open to learning about those things because um, I would say the most successful people, they, they spend a lot of their time, people like Chris spend a lot of their time thinking and talking and writing and reading about these topics as well, right? Chris is doing uh, uh, courses on responsive web development, but he's also reading about philosophy and he's reading about uh, you know, denying the denial of death, right? This, this really heavy topic and those seem kind of at odds, but really, um, and I'm going to be the one to draw the, the, the connection here. Those actually matter to each other. Like it, those, those are not totally disconnected yeah, from each other. Yeah. Yes. It makes a huge impact on the way that you see the world, right? And the, the way you make decisions on a minute to minute basis, is informed by how you learn, what you consume, um, and, and the way that you think. Uh, that was beautiful. I love that. I think it's completely accurate. Today's episode is sponsored by Hired. On Hired, software engineers, project managers, data scientists, and designers can get five or more interview requests in a given week. Each of these offers has salary and equity offered up front. And they have full-time and contract opportunities. So this is really for anybody in the digital space. If you're a coder or you do something with digital output, users can view these interview requests and accept or reject them before you ever talk to any company, which helps you avoid any kind of awkward confrontations that you don't really want to have with somebody that you barely know. Hired works with over 3,000 companies, ranging in size from small startups to large publicly traded companies. And Hired has a couple of really important perks for you, the user. First of all, it's totally free for you to use. Secondly, Hired cares about your privacy. They will hide your profile from your current employer and anyone else you choose to hide it from. And perhaps everyone's favorite perk, money. If you get a job through Hired, you get a $1,000 thank you bonus normally. But if you use a special link, you can double that bonus to $2,000 when you accept the job. Uh, the link is hired.com slash developer T. Of course, that link will be in the show notes. 
at spec.fm. A user who recently used Hired, they sent them this this, uh, testimonial. They said, I had my first offer on Thursday after going live on Monday, and I ended up getting eight offers in total. I worked with recruiters in the past, but they were pretty hit and miss. I tried LinkedIn, but found Hired to be the best. I really liked knowing the salary up front. Privacy was also a huge seller for me. So take that from one of your peers. Go and check it out, Hire.com slash T. And remember, you get a $2,000 bonus when you accept a job if you use that special link. Thanks again to Hire for sponsoring Developer T. Awesome. So... Uh, I feel like we've, again, we've covered a lot of ground here. Uh, I do want to talk to you about one more topic before we, before we end out the show here. Um, and that is the courses, the, the courses you're creating for one month. Yes. Um, there's a lot of people who are listening to the show who are wanting to create content for other developers. I know this because I, I'm that way. A lot of the people in the spec uh, Slack community actually have talked about creating content. They want to create their own podcast, for example. Um, and I'm interested what your creation process looks like. How long does it take to create a course? You know, where do you get the ideas? Is it, do, does it come from users? Um, is this proprietary information? <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> no, no, I could, I'll share. I'm an open book. I'll share anything I can to help, to help you guys. Um, yeah. How, so the question is, how do we create courses here at one month? Is that the question? Uh, pretty much, right? Yeah, that's. I, I guess that's probably distilled down to that. Yeah. No, I get it. That's a great one. Um, I think you know where do you start? Like, how do you? I guess what do you want to? What do you want to teach? Is, is the first question. You know, for for me, I get. Well, I get a lot of student questions, but let's say you know someone out there doesn't have people emailing them with questions. You can go to Quora. I think that's a that's a good one or Stack Overflow and look for sometimes we'll look for popular questions that people are asking and maybe there's an answer already but if someone's asking it and if it has a lot of follows or it has a lot of activity then likely there's some demand for it and you might be able to create some video content around it. Well before I even said that I might just ask like why are you doing this? Like are you doing it to create your own business? Are you doing it to help someone? I think having someone in mind to help is also really um, a good way to start. If you think about how Sal Khan, when he started Khan Academy, he didn't just say, hey, I'm going to make this huge business. He was making these videos for his niece and he would just put them up on YouTube. It's such a cool story. And and I mean, and similarly, when we started, when Matan and I started making these videos, it was just because we were frustrated that there wasn't, we didn't feel like there was a great way to learn Ruby on Rails at the time. This is around 2012. And we were just like, there's an easier way to do this, you know? And it just came from a frustration again where it was like, well, there has to be a better introduction to programming course and there has to be a better Ruby on Rails course. Um, And that was what we set out to create. Yeah, so I think first finding the topic, you know, and and whether it's a frustration that you have or it's you're making it for somebody um, or if you're trying to make a, a big business out of it, like that's all, those are all great reasons, but just figure out why you're trying to do it. Um, and, and so that you could focus. And then like, I would say as far as the process for, for making the courses, man, I've seen everything from me and Matan making our <laughs> Ruby on Rails, the first Ruby on Rails course in a bedroom with a $90 camera from 
Amazon and like a blue yeah. microphone, like, you know, <laughs> like the cheapest kind of, you know, lo-fi deal. And that's how we made it. And we had our first 5,000 users just using that setup. Um, we, we just set it up on like Skillshare or something like the most basic thing that anyone could do um, all the way to now where we have producers, we have video editors, we have people making their own notes. So um, I think the thing that I've learned on the journey of DIY to, hey, we have a budget and deadlines is just being able to, um, I call it f- um, first order retrievability, um, something I learned from Adam Savage of Myth- Mythbusters. And the idea is like having your equipment ready so that you can grab it, like first order, meaning like it's in front of you, you can turn it on and go because one of the biggest things that gets in the way is like having to set up the mic every time having to, Oh, do I have this that we use screen flow for recording? You know, so like, do I have screen flow on this computer? Do I have enough space on this computer? I'm Jonathan. I'm sure you making this podcast. No, no, just as well, you know, that like, if you don't have the right equipment going into this, there's going to be all these breaks and that stuff is so discouraging. So, um, talk to somebody, feel free to reach out to me. I mean, anyone, if your listeners can feel free to reach out to me, maybe I can make a blog post about, you know, detailing how we do it. I'm really happy to share that and, um, talk to people, you know, who've done it, whatever it takes and just get down a, a process that works for your budget and your timeline. And then just set it, you know, set that camera up, get screen flow, put it on YouTube, like decide those kind of production things and then just go with it. And consistency is, I think the third thing that I would say is like the most important. The first thing being pick a topic that somebody's going to actually want. The second thing is like figure out your, your equipment. And then the third part is like just practice and do it consistently. I would say once a week would be rule of thumb, put, put something out at least once a week is going to make you get better over time and help you build an audience. Chris, you are describing developer T right now. It's, it's actually kind of incredible how many overlaps there are between those three things and what I have here in my, in my home office. Um, basically, so, and, and I'll just echo what you were saying and explain how developer T works. I had the idea in the beginning, which the very first episode actually proves this, uh, that the idea was to uh, come alongside all these fantastic podcasts, these other developer podcasts, um, podcasts that are focused on on developing, you know, developer topics, um, and come alongside them and provide a a uh, much shorter version uh, that talks about slightly different things. Um, but basically, the 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 version, or I'm sorry, the the length of the show initially was one of the most important things to me because that was the problem I was having. I didn't have enough time uh, to listen to the longer episodes, or at least I wanted some of the episodes to be shorter, which is really what Developer T is today. We have some longer interview episodes and um, most of the monologue type episodes are are a little bit shorter. And so um, that was the need, right? That was that number one thing that you that you mentioned. And I was creating it for um, I mean, if I could have created it for myself, I would have, obviously it doesn't really help for me to create my own podcast for myself, but, um, I was experiencing that need and I knew that others were as well. Uh, so, so that's number one. Uh, number two, all of my equipment stays set up and within about three clicks, I can be recording a new episode. Uh, beyond that, all of my show notes, I keep actually in a, in an app called Quip and, Clip is available everywhere, right? So if I'm, you know, if I'm 
I guess, I don't, I don't know, if I'm at work or maybe if I'm on the road, I can pull out my phone and look at the most recent show notes and I can also you know, create new ones. Obviously, you don't have to use Quip to do this. You can use any note application that you want to, but the idea is it's always available to me, right? Yep. And then that third piece, the consistency, developer T, just, just to prove the point, again, I've never missed a single week. Now, that's not me bragging. That's me saying, look, Chris's method here, there's some, there's some weight there. Consistency is so important, such an important process, part of the process. You know what? It's so important. And also, it really comes back to being passionate about the thing that you're you're doing because if you're it's like why are you doing this because there's so i mean i'm gonna be so honest there's i have not missed a week either and there are so many weeks when i'm like i don't know i don't know if i want to do this you know it's like going to the gym you know and um but it's it's knowing that it's knowing the the audience i mean even when when we were just like a hundred people per download or like a thousand people per download like it doesn't really matter the size it's just knowing that mm-hmm. there's somebody there and I email a lot with my audience. Like I, it helps me connect with them. Um, like I put my, every episode, of my emails on the, every episode. So almost at least the more recent ones. So I'm like, it's just, re, re, that's just something to me that like keeps me motivated knowing that someone's waiting for me to make this thing. Cause otherwise it's so easy. If you're just doing this, like, I don't know what other reason you do this aside because you wanted to, but if maybe you think fame or money, I don't know. There's, those are, I'm not even sure that those are really realities so much. <laughs> like you have to really work to get to, to those levels um, to make something substantial. Um, but you just got to do it because you love it. You know, and I think that's about the works for development too. If you're, if you're coding, it's like, why are you making this thing? Um, hopefully you're learning and you love it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people who are listening to the show, I tell you this at the end of every episode, but you are the reason the show exists. That's there's literally no exaggeration at all in that. There's n- like, without people listening to it, I would have almost no drive to create it, right? Like, and and that's what you're saying here is like you're doing it for someone. Yeah. And if yeah. you're doing it for no one, then you're not even doing it for yourself anymore. Like it's it you're literally just wasting time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do enjoy it. I do enjoy. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's at that point, it becomes more like a, like a diary, like a journal. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or like a way of, of marking time or keeping, uh, keeping those notes, particularly for your, for your podcast, keeping those notes so that you can go back and reference, you know, uh, reference what you've read in the past. And actually, and actually that's how it started. I mean, just to go back to like the, the podcast and like, I was making all these notes on my own in Evernote because I read, I read a lot of books and then I'm like, I'll try to send people quotes or send people notes or citation something. And then I was like, why don't I share these with people? So on my site, so on don't, don't want to plug it, but it's on dash books.com. Oh, plug so, away, so, plug uh, away, please. Is that yeah, fine? Absolutely. I don't know. Um, but any of these books, if you're interested, like my whole goal was like, how do I share this? So I have notes on all the books on the site. And that was for me. And then I was like, well, some people learn better, you know, through video. Some people learn better through audio. And so then I started making the audio. And even on YouTube, I have some videos up there. I'm really just, again, it all comes back to just innovating on like, how do people learn the best? And and how can I put aside a few hours a week to share what I'm learning? Because it's just such a privilege to, to be able to connect with people and, and talk to people about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, sharing, sharing knowledge is a, a, a privilege. That's the best word for it. 
it, it's so enjoyable to be able to talk about. And I think it's a personality type thing. Chris and I share this particular part of our personalities. I think I get super excited when I get to share with somebody else something that I've learned. Like, it, yeah. it's, it's just, it, it's really, really enjoyable for some reason. Some people may not necessarily be that way. You may be a little bit more uh, private about those things. I'm even, an, I'm an introvert, actually. Like, I like my alone time. I don't really like talking. But if you give me like a, a topic to explain or to create uh, analogies about or something, oh, that's why I started this podcast, right? Like I've got topics to talk about all the time, stuff that I've learned. And, and that's so, such an enjoyable thing. Um, I, I would recommend those of you who are interested in starting, you know, starting your own thing, whatever it is, if you want to create courses or maybe you want to start a podcast or I don't know, write a blog, whatever. Uh, start exploring those parts of your personality that you're naturally already really excited about. And that's going to be where you can drive your content from. Yeah, I love that. Well, this has been fantastic. I have two questions left uh, for you, Chris. Uh, and then we will we'll round out the show. The first one, uh, and I actually prepared you for these, but uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and roll right into it. Uh, if you could give every developer one piece of advice, 30 seconds worth or so of advice, what would you tell them? I would just say be, be confident with the skills that you have and be transparent and communicate the skills that you don't have. I, I had imposter syndrome for the first five years when I was a developer. And I think it was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I had this feeling. And then I, and then I had this at five years and I talked to some friends of mine and they all felt that way. We we're like, oh yeah, we don't really know what you're doing. But then after you're doing it for a few years, you actually do know what you're doing and maybe you're not giving yourself enough credit. But the other hand of it is anyone that I work with, if they come in and they're super cocky and they say, they, I, I would rather someone just say like, I don't know that. And I'm going to, I'm like, cool, let me show you. Cause you don't know everything, you know? So, so to me, communicating and just being honest with what you know and what you don't know really helps. That's great advice. I, I, we, again, it's another topic we've, we've just reviewed like 50 topics that we've talked about on the show. I know. But, um, I'm pumped. De developer T, we have two episodes on imposter syndrome. So I, I'll, ah, I yes. will include both of those in the show notes. One of them is actually imposter syndrome in the experienced developer. Um, which actually happens more than you would expect. There's a lot of people who are experienced developers and they see younger developers moving very quickly and adopting new tools left and right. And then they start to feel a little bit insecure about that. You know, I, I talk about it in the episode, go listen to it. But, um, oh, I get but it. yeah, so I get it. Uh, imposter syndrome is, is very difficult to overcome in this particular industry because we don't really have, you know, like a degree hanging on the wall reminding us Hey, you know what you're doing, <laughs> like, and even if you even if you do, that doesn't mean I don't know. I mean, there's so many. I can go on for this about yeah. hours. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, that the imposter syndrome, look it up. As soon as I heard what it meant, I was immediately uh, just like, "That's calm me. That's me." And felt, <laughs> and felt like someone else in the world understood, and and I was able to build up the confidence that I needed to. Uh, yeah, to start my own thing and, and feel good about it. Yeah, it's very powerful. Very powerful. Uh, and so uh, let's go ahead and go straight into that second question. What topic do you wish more people would talk to you about? I love talking about ideas. And I don't know if that's um, a topic per se, but I just noticed the people that I have the strongest connections with in life, they don't, I just, this is like just an observation on my own life that, you know, they're not always just talking about like, 
what happened or who or what or when, but really, I, I don't know. And I even have, um, I have these idea groups that I, we meet sometimes a bunch of our friends and we'll just actually last night we met and there's a question and the question last night was like, am I, you know, am I doing enough good in the world basically <laughs> versus like, am I enjoying my life enough? <laughs> like, and it was just like, put that out there. And then we just chatted uh, over some tequila uh, about that for about an hour. So I, I love just like, because there's so much to learn from different people. And um, yeah, I just love connecting o- over that. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the sign of, uh, one of the signs of intelligence or uh, I don't want to use culture because that can have a negative tone, but one of the signs of a person that you probably want to be connected to is someone who is zoomed out and not focused on their own life as much as they are focused on the life uh, of lives of those around them, those who they are impacting, right? Yeah, so yeah. if you can adopt that idea of zooming out a little bit and and starting to think about things that are a little bit bigger than yourself, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I would say... Even even from the business side, let's just say like you're listening to the show and you're trying to figure out how to get a, a raise, <laughs> like which is yeah. totally fine. Um, if you're listening to the show and you're trying to figure out how to get a raise, the very first piece of advice I would tell you is to start thinking about everything else other than yourself for the next week, huh. right? And immediately you start realizing there are these places that I can do better for the people around me or for my company or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, for my family even. Um, There's so many ways that I can influence the world around me, and that may actually culminate in that raise, right? Like zooming out and looking at it and saying, hey, you know what, I can do this a little bit better. That may actually make you a better employee. And I would say empathizing is is a skill, another skill that we don't necessarily teach or have. Having an emotional IQ, mm, yeah. And as as far as like you know, putting yourself and asking, you know, not thinking about yourself, which is what you're saying, and thinking about other people. I mean, as a boss right now, you know, as like someone who manages people, um, that I get like when people are managing me, like I get the other side of it now. And so being mm, able to empathize yeah. and be like, you know, what are my boss's needs? Like why? Why is he acting this way? Why does he feel this way? Why does he? And there's probably a lot of depth to. There's of course every. There's so much depth to every single human interaction you sure. have, and and it's such a fascinating. Yeah, I love. I love that. I think that's so powerful. And empathy, like. Yeah, em- empathy is is very strong. If you can learn that without having to be a boss before you learn it, uh, that will take you a a very long way, not just in your professional life, but also also in your personal life. You're just going to be a better person. <laughs> like your life is just yeah. going to be tip in general, just a little bit better. The people who are, for example, generous, I talked about generosity for April fools. Um, I, I asked everybody to be foolishly generous to another person. Uh, instead, in, instead of doing a joke, uh, do something that's gener- like a joke in such a way that, that they're like, what in the world? Why are you giving me this? Or why are you doing this for me? The people who are generous, the people who act on behalf of others tend to be happier than, than oh, yeah. those who don't. Oh, there's so much research. There's so much research on that. Yeah, for sure. We aren't blowing smoke about this or like trying to be fluffy about it. This is real, like proven stuff. You know, go out and buy your friend a meal. And <laughs> instead of focusing on your you know, whatever it is that, that ruined your day today. 
And, and it, it, it will blow your mind, actually, how, how much that will change the way you think about everything. Yes, I love that. I love it. This is such a good podcast. Awesome. <laughs> Chris, I, I, I've really enjoyed every minute of you on this show. And of course, uh, I'm going to be listening to On Books. Um, tell people where they can find you and, and tweet at you and do all those other things. Find your content, etc. Totally. Yeah. So I'm on Twitter. I'm at Castig, C-A-S-T-I-G. The On Books podcast, you can get it on iTunes. It's free. So it's just on with a space books. Um, and the website is on-books.com. And my email is chris at on-books.com if you want to shout out. There you go. Those are all the ways. Those are all the things. Yeah. And every one of those will be in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Chris, for being on the show. For sure. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Developer Tea. I want to apologize for missing an episode on Monday, by the way. It was my wife's birthday, and I ended up spending my time with her. That was my priority for the day. Uh, so I, I ended up getting a little bit behind and missed an episode. But I promise you, we have a lot of content locked and loaded and ready to send your way. So stay tuned to Developer T. Of course, you need to subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes of Developer T. We send out three episodes per week, except for this week, of course. Uh, we send out three episodes per week. So uh, staying subscribed to the show is the easiest way to make sure you don't miss out on those episodes. Thank you again to today's sponsor, Hired. If you are working in the digital space as a project manager, a designer, uh, an engineer, maybe a data scientist, any of these roles, then Hired may have your next job, your next dream job, just sitting and waiting for you. And it's totally free for you to use. Go and check it out, Hired.com slash developer T. And don't forget, you get a $2,000 thank you bonus when you use that special link and you accept a job through Hired. Thank you again to Hired for sponsoring developer T. And the last thing that I want you to do is go and leave a review for developer T if you're enjoying the show. Uh, you know, we do a lot to make this show as good as we can possibly make it uh, for you, the listener. And we need that feedback. We need to hear from you uh, in the review section on iTunes, especially if you're enjoying the show, this is the best way to help other developers just like you find developer tea. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, enjoy your tea. Enjoy your tea.